Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of March the 7th, 13th, 2022. Before I begin the horoscope, I would just like to apologize. I'm not in the best shape because I have COVID, so I'll try my very, very best. Now we have a really powerful sky, but that is nothing new. This is something that we are inheriting from February. Of course, we are going to see some changes this week, where one of those changes is Mercury leaving the sign of Aquarius and entering into Pisces, a part of the sky where it cannot bring forward its very, very best qualities, yet still, perhaps in the present moment context, it's not going to be as uncomfortable here as it usually is, because, you know, this is a very, very, very special Pisces season that we are going through. And that means that Mercury joining the planets already in Pisces will just add a special nuance to this energy. And it can actually be quite favorable. And of course, this is where it just helps us that much more be able to live from the heart, from the heart space. Mercury won't even try to over-rationalize in the sign of Pisces. It knows that it's totally futile, so it rather taps into its more mysterious qualities where we do have intuitive intelligence, non-linear kind of intelligence, instinctual kind of intelligence, the intelligence of the soul, or even a philosophical intelligence, if that even makes sense, because Jupiter, the planet of philosophy, is in Pisces as well. And even though all of these forms of understanding, interpreting reality, because after all that is Mercury, are not Mercury's most comfortable places, yet it can actually cope with this, because it had a lot of training the past three years where we had so much activity. For example, in 2018, if I'm not mistaken, some eclipses in Cancer Capricorn axis, so that was very important. Then we had a lot of Scorpionic activity with Mars being in that part of the sky. And of course, Mercury was meeting with this Neptune every single year. So basically that was a preparation for Mercury. How to cope, how to manage, how to, symbolically speaking, survive when there is only non-linear kind of intelligence or information available to rely on. And right now we are definitely going to be living times like that. And this Mercury in Pisces is definitely also going to be preparing us for the 12th of April 2022 because whatever happens around that time in the month of April, let's say the bigger picture, either in our personal lives or in the world out there in the world stage, well, we will need a lot of philosophies and this intuitive intelligence and the intelligence of the soul, the information within the Neptunian sphere, if that makes sense, for us to decipher what those karmic events will mean for us personally, for our species, and basically how to integrate those into our personal wisdom and lived experience. 
another really, really important energy shift, well, that basically already took place by the very beginning of the week, because Mars and Venus together entered into zero degrees of Aquarius on Sunday, the 6th of March, so on Monday they're already comfortably together in the sign of Aquarius, and this is a really strong energy shift. On one hand, Mars loses its intensity because it is not able to bring forward its singularity, its calculated and very, very determined, self-disciplined way of being that it had. You know, it was exalted in the sign of Capricorn. In the sign of Aquarius, well, it loses a lot of its intensity, but that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Because in Aquarius, this Mars represents, for example, the power of a community, the will of a community, the actions and the choices of a community, a group of people, our species even, Aquarius can very well represent the integrity of the interhuman connectedness. It can also represent action which does produce consequences and effects, but it's not necessarily physical. For example, Mars and Aquarius, anything that has to do uh, over the internet, everything that is intellectual, everything that is, for example, just an information, just a set of numbers, some parameter statistics. It is really, really good for science, scientific progress, anything that has to do with charitable activities, humanitarian activities, everything that has to do with our highest principles, for example, our justice system, but not necessarily the court and the justice itself, but just the principles of it. So it's a really, really good energy for implementing or upgrading our ideals, our worldviews, our life philosophies. And also in Aquarius, this Mars requires a certain balance because, as I said, on one hand, it is all for one, and that one being the community, the greater good. But of course, this has to go other way around, where everyone, the community, also has to protect the individual. So the individual's well-being and personal progress matters as well. And this leads to a really, really good symbiosis. And in order for a symbiosis to be, you know, balanced, to be mutually beneficial for everyone, this Mars, the willpower, the passion, everything basically that has to do with Mars has to be, you know, disciplined, balanced, very, very cool, not allowed to go into extreme. But of course, Aquarius can also give way to the extreme because it's an air sign. So Mars can have moments of massive outburst. Mars can do very, very spontaneous and quick action. It can be really, really disruptive. And it can, all of this can have take place in masses, basically. So all of this, the disruption, the quick, spontaneous, unexpected action or a choice or Mars assertion, even a rebellion and protest, because basically that is the lower expression of Aquarius. When it fights, well, it fights with great rebellion. It fights with great 
volatility. It really fights. It really means business. So if we look at this energy collectively, well, it does represent people fighting for their rights, liberty, freedom, equality, everything that has to do with both Aquarius and its mother ruling planet Uranus. And at the same time, even its classic ruling planet Saturn, because Saturn has to protect the basic structures, so it cannot allow everything to fall into total chaos. So Saturn will have all of us in our own special way, and even collectively, of course, ask us the question, is it worth it? Is the change worth it? And if we find in our hearts of hearts or our ration, our sense of logic, our deduction, and if we get the answer that yes, it's worth it, well then, of course, Saturn will also require action. But before Mars takes on a very volatile expression, and that will be later on, around the 22nd of March, that is the moment this energy is going to be exact, but we are going to be feeling this way earlier than the 22nd. And I'm speaking about the moment when Mars in Aquarius is going to be squaring Uranus, the modern ruler of Aquarius. That means rebellion, that means revolution, that means uprising, that means something is really, really, really gonna stir. And chances are, well, Mars, on one hand, it can represent the unity and the power and the strength of the people and everything that they're fighting for. But on the other hand, it can also represent that there is going to be opposition because both Aquarius and Taurus are fixed signs. So the way things always used to be. And right now, all of us are living times that no one ever even imagined at least the way they're going to be playing out. We all knew the cycles, but no one knew exactly ABC from the smallest element, how it's going to be playing out and in which order. So something is definitely going to be born out of that, let's say, constructive chaos. Uranus is the most powerful planet from these two. So it can very well represent something that is not as much physical, that is not so much influential event-wise, but it can be more than influential energetically speaking, because this can trigger a massive quantum leap where all of us can just wake up overnight almost that reality even our own situations feel a little bit different, we might not be even able to name what we're experiencing, what this slight difference is, but we might just be feeling it instinctually and also through almost all of our nervous system that things are a bit different, so perhaps the actions that we can take are going to have different results than they have had ever before. You know, there's that saying that a truly foolish person does the same actions and expects different results. Yet, perhaps it is only now, again, the 22nd of March, 
when we might be experiencing times when we might not be a fool, sometimes doing the same actions does bear different results when reality itself works slightly differently, so it would be actually wise to experiment with our actions. And by action I mean a small initiative or whatever Mars means for you personally. Invest it in your hobby, into a work or Aquarius, any kind of humanitarian purpose, communicating, sharing some inspirational articles or whatever it is that you can find, any kind of small action, maybe it will have quantum results, maybe it will lead you exactly where you need to be and it can come as a surprise. Now, of course, this personally speaking, and this, of course, much later on. For this week, it is just the Mars and Venus conjunction continuing in Aquarius, and that in itself is not a bad energy, as I said. Mars can represent simply the power of the people, the unity, and the strength of humanitarianism. And of course, Mars is not as comfortable, because humanitarian power, strength, the power of love, basically, well, it has to be gentle. And Mars is not very, very gentle. Fortunately, Venus is. Venus can represent great gentleness. So the conjunction with Mars actually helps this energy because Venus can just give Mars the strength and nobility of the heart that is needed. Aquarius is not a sign which has that much to do with the heart sphere. Its opposite sign, Leo, has a lot to do with it. And this is how they stay in balance. Aquarius is all about the mind and the intellect and the highest levels of knowledge and understanding and fathoming this and that. But Venus, a rather alien energy for Aquarius, the heart, very present here, empowered by Mars as well, this comes as a great help, because like it or not, willingly or not, there is also value there, there is also love there, and love many times ennobles logic, love guides logic to the best and most favorable, most gentle, most opportunistic expressions of itself. And you know, Venus herself, in the sign of Aquarius, well, she is also a little bit extreme because she likes to dream big, she likes extravagance, she likes very, very radical experiments, changes, she is very, very brave and playful. And you know, that can go either way. Sometimes it really goes in the right direction as a breakthrough, as like an artistic or any kind of Venusian big epiphany that inspires you so well, and of course other people, and chances are other people, everyone around you, because that is Aquarius, you and your friends, you and acquaintances, you and other members of society will greatly appreciate it. But when it doesn't go so well, well, it does give birth to something unique, but that uniqueness may only be appreciated by you, and more misunderstood by other people. But this is also, you know, experimentation. At the end of the day, the grand prize is experience and a certain kind of wisdom. 
for the courage, Mars, that you had for trying out something that you just thought of. Venus and Mars in Aquarius is also a really good energy for new connections, for new friends, for socializing, for anything that has to do with the social sphere, anything that has to do with the internet, social media, arts plus internet, dating plus internet, and of course, well, Venus and Mars in Aquarius, that's all about freedom, the desire for freedom, the love for freedom, basically, your right as a human being to embody your uniqueness and distinctiveness and for you to be accepted like that. And you can imagine that these two planets, now that they just entered Aquarius, are emphasizing this greatly. And also they're activating zero degrees of Aquarius as we speak, right now. Opening almost like a quantum gateway to the futuristic energies to enter and pour into our world. They activate that which Jupiter and Saturn have done 21st of December 2020 with the Great Conjunction. So we can also expect a lot of scientific and technological progress. We can expect a lot of projects that were just, you know, on paper still around 2020 or even 2019. Those projects, those scientific seeds of new knowledge, of course, we might be seeing those either accomplished, either in beta stage, if that makes sense, as in already functioning, already going strong, almost completed in testing phase, basically. And naturally, we're going to be seeing a lot of new theories, a lot of new uh, research data, a lot of new cosmological theories, discoveries, measurements, and everything that has to do with the internet and technology and even neuroscience. Well, you can imagine that is going to be skyrocketing very, very soon, even with the ongoing conflicts and everything that is going on in the world. And even with this inevitable and already ongoing financial transformation that will basically echo all throughout the world. Now, what this means, no one knows yet. But chances are, it is exactly next week when we will see glimpses of where things are going. So where the transformation is going to be taking us. But... On Monday, the 7th, there still is an outer sun conjunction with Pluto. So it is those days, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, which are the most prophetic, so to speak. That is when we will get a basic idea, basic nuance of where exactly things, economically speaking, are going to be headed very, very soon. And if we need to change something, if we can change something, or if we should change something, take action, do this and that, well, that will be the moment when the decision is going to be made. Now, the 8th is going to be a pretty tensioned day, because the moon speaks in tension with Mercury, and the moon is in Taurus. So on one hand, that can represent some bombing, 
some natural calamity or maybe the destructive force of water because of Neptune, of course. And Mercury news is gonna be traveling very quickly about this, but this can also represent cyber terrorism or, you know, something very destructive happens on the internet or communication or some shocking news traveling very, very quickly. And it's trying Pluto, so it's also fated. It's not something, you know, very simple. It delivers a really powerful message. Pluto, the truth. And Pluto is usually the skeleton in the closet kind of truth. Something is going to come to daylight that will be a game changer. The ninth is also really, really strong because this is when we have the sun sandwiched between Jupiter and Neptune. Jupiter almost like embracing the sun from 15 degrees of Pisces and Neptune from 22nd degrees. The sun being in the middle at 18 degrees, almost 19 degrees. And that is a really, really strong mystical energy. That to me says the power of dreams. Without a doubt, a lot of people are going to experience extremely powerful, vivid, almost real dreams. Dreams are going to be a big, big theme for this period. But this also represents the sacred dream of our most sacred desire. Almost like a seed, a small embryo of divine spark that we have been nurturing, feeding, growing, and ennobling inside of us all this time, especially the last 12 years, and that dream is ready to hatch now, so we might be feeling as if something almost promised to us by destiny, or simply something that we might have promised ourselves at a time, maybe in, in our childhood, that is very, very Piscean kind of energy, the nostalgia of childhood, the distant past, something karmic, or something that we have to share with another person, for example, karmic connections, or anything fated of nature, well, chances are that is beginning to get real, that is beginning to exist even outside of us, us holding the dream, us simply keeping it safe within our heart, not even sometimes allowing it to go near becoming real. Sometimes we guard the sacred dream so intensely that we don't even give it any chance to become reality, because we deem reality way too unworthy to host our dream, our sacred dream. But sometimes, exactly when Jupiter and Neptune are in the sign of Pisces at the same time, illuminated by the sun, the light of creation. Just think about the sun physically. The sun keeps everything alive on our planet. Without it, it there would be absolutely nothing for us to enjoy. And when the sun illuminates and combusts, of course, Neptune and Jupiter at the same time, well, Jupiter is the deep and pure faith. 
Neptune is the divine illusion which is ready to simply create itself as long as we believe strong enough the sun, the creational strength of the sun. So this will represent a period a March and all of April and for some people even a little bit beyond where life is just a dream and this feels and is experienced literally. And it is next week where this very rare and also relatively short period when the light of the sun turns the whole world, it turns our dimension for a very, very short period of time into a Piscean dream. It envelops it with the Piscean mystery, with the Piscean boundless water where even the universe, everything around us wants us to believe that anything is truly possible. This is where the whispers in the night, the numbers that we see everywhere on the clock, on the radio, everywhere we look, we, this is where even our dreams, even our daydreams, even our most lucidly conscious moments feel as if something unexplainable something mysteriously benevolent, like an invisible force, or perhaps all of reality itself, for a short moment it invites us to play with it, to dream, to at least allow ourselves to fantasize that we are totally free in mind, in spirit, and perhaps in body as well. And whatever we may be dreaming right now, whatever we may be feeding, nurturing into existence, might start appearing in our lives after the 20th of March, when the astrological new year starts, the sun enters Aries, the first breath. So that is almost like the universe's green light for creation, but even in a practical and physical sense. But if that wasn't enough, on the 10th, as I said, Mercury enters the sign of Pisces. This is where it opens us up to the realm of the spirit, to the realm of the dream, to the realm of illusion, ultimately. So we may be experiencing very, very intensely around the 10th that our subtle senses, our sixth sense, but also, you know, the natural five senses, we may be experiencing that they're extra activated and almost like there is a new dimension to them. We can sense, we can experience, or maybe the best word is to detect dimension of things, people, and all of reality that we have never ever experienced before. So this will definitely make us highly, highly sensitive. And of course, Mercury and Pisces, well, it can have a lot to do with hospitals, with mental health, infection, everything that has to do with viruses, everything that has to do with, 
you know, blood chemistry and hormones and immune system. So let's just hope that this will represent some good news because Mercury will meet Jupiter and Jupiter is the planet of optimism, faith, hope, everything. So I expect that that will stop the restrictions. I really hope that at least that's where things are going. Of course, it can also mean that either there's new kind of diseases or the virus does spike up for a shorter period of time, but there's Jupiter still, so I don't think that that will mean doom and gloom, at least from a pandemic perspective. Then on Sunday, we have Sun meeting Neptune. Now this can be a very very important moment because this aspect can represent a really really powerful clarity but one of course that comes to us from within because that is Neptune. This aspect empowers us to be able to see through illusion or at least to give a meaning or find a meaning even to those things which totally elude our sense of logic, our intuition, and our Neptunian strength, our empathy, our sixth sense, of course, our spiritual understanding of life and existence is of great help. Of course, this also prepares us for the 12th of April when Jupiter and Neptune will meet in the sky. But the greatest potential of this energy Thanks to the presence of Jupiter, of course, it is this optimism. It is the power of true faith, of purity. The best of the best that Jupiter can possibly offer. Because on his own, especially in the third deacon of Pisces, Neptune is not as unconditional love. It is not as pure Christ consciousness as we might philosophize. Neptune in that certain part of Pisces sometimes can be the negative expression of the spirit, the lie, the deception, the illusion, the truth that is used to manipulate, not to liberate, for example, so that Neptune can be highly dangerous on its own. Uh, average Sun and Neptune meeting in Pisces without this Jupiter it can also be illusion, it can also be the creation of a bigger illusion than you already have. Yet this Jupiter tells us that everything is an illusion. Illusion is basically the meaning and the interpretation we give to reality. So the more in tune we are with the highest divine principles, harmony, serenity, the greater good of all things, everything positive that Pisces stands for, the more sacred and divinely aligned our dream becomes, and that means us living that, when the time comes of course, is almost certain. But all of what is going on in the sign of Pisces, with Jupiter, with Neptune, with the Sun and now freshly Mercury, then later on, Venus and Mars will move here as well. And of course, the full moon we are going to be having on the 18th of March in Virgo, the opposite sign of Pisces. So the sun will be in Pisces. 
So this is the most exquisite period for the most intense psychological purging that we have ever been through. Maybe not collectively, because collectively, Neptune and Jupiter meet in this part of the sky once every 166 years. But individually, no one alive today ever experienced or is going to experience such a powerful cleansing, purifying, purging energy. And Jupiter makes sure that it's as gentle, it is as merciful, as suited for your needs, and as, you know, matching your own unique timing, that which is actually natural to you, determined by your unconscious, of course, Pisces. Well, that is all a massive, massive bonus to make sure that we benefit from this energy as much as we can. Even people who have zero spiritual or even psychological knowledge, even they benefit equally because their inner being, their unconscious, or let's say a certain area or part of the brain, well, it does possess a power and an intelligence more than sufficient to regenerate itself. And Mother Nature can trigger it very, very quickly. But for those of us who are aware, well, we can actually turn it into much more than healing. We can project this, our own healing, let's say, onto everyone else. So those of us who are aware of what's going on, we are simply gateways for this healing energy to just echo and go in ways and reach everyone that it can. And you know, usually every big thing and every massive karmic energy or whatever does require a lot of action, a lot of effort, a lot of, you know, sense of direction at least. Very, very rarely do we get an energy where, well, it doesn't depend that much on our present action and not even as much on our human self, if that makes sense. This is where we have already chosen our path because this will activate a very karmic part of our beings. So the choice of what and where and how was already made a long time ago. We were guided on that path here and it is now when, you know, it just comes and there is not much that we can do against it, for it. The best thing we can do is accept it, use it, and then take action in other areas of our lives, let's say, where we are constructing something, doing something, where we do have a lot of liberty and power. But right now, what I'm telling is what happens or what we are actually creating unconsciously is not really in our hands anymore. So if there is anything we can do, well, that is keep on dreaming as big as we can in March and April. And naturally, use the rest of this astrological empowerment in another area of life, as I said, where we are doing something very concrete and where we do need a lot of results and empowerment right now. So basically, we need to be good managers of our own energy, time and resources. So thank you so much for listening. This concludes this week's horoscope.
I know that things are pretty hard out there and things are gonna continue to be just as intense if not even more and there are gonna be so very many game changers still that we haven't seen yet but we still have to use this very rare and unique divine gift this Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces because we will never ever have such a rare opportunity like this one so we have to stay faithful and just not abandon hope no matter what. Thank you again until next time. Bye for now.